Good morning, friends. So today, while I get ready for the day, so if you hear noises in the background, me dropping things, it's or my dog barking, it's because um, I'm getting ready for the day. And this is uncensored, unedited, and just me just talking to you. So I hope you enjoy. So today I was kind of thinking about like, I've been having this on my brain a little bit because I keep seeing like these advertisements for get paid to speak. And <clears throat> when I look at the, some of the programs, some are really great. There are certain programs that I, I think would be super beneficial. I think they're very ethical and I'll explain that um, in what they're selling and what they're going to teach you. And then there's some that I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> so the first thing I want to say when I'm thinking like, what the hell is I see these ads like, no experience necessary. Anybody can be a motivational speaker. And while it, that's mostly true, I would say, like I, you can learn anything and you can do anything. But part of the problem with that is not everyone's a good motivational speaker. And I've seen in some of those where they're like, you don't need any experience and you don't even have to be a good speaker to get paid to speak. And I'm sorry, but that's BS. You, you might get a couple jobs because they don't know that you suck. But the thing with the speaking world is you, you need to get testimonials. You need to have people say that you're a good speaker because otherwise you're not going to go very far. So sure, there's, there's speakers out there who kind of suck, you know, and they're getting paid to speak. But to say it as a blanket statement, that really bothers me because I think people need to take pride in their craft. And if you're saying that anyone could be a motivational speaker and you don't even have to be good at it to make money, <clears throat> I mean, I get, I get that statement's probably true that there are crappy speakers out there that are getting paid, but I just, I don't know, that bothers me. Anyways, something, the first few things I would say that um, the objections I hear when I talk about paid speaking are, some people will say, don't I need a big following? Um, don't, isn't it just like celebrities or people who are well-known that get paid to speak? And no, that's, that's simply not true. And the reason why I know that is because when I started speaking, obviously, and I'm still not a celebrity of any sort, and you, and I don't have a big following, you know? I mean, I have a decent, like, um, Facebook following. It's not, I'm not any even close to remotely, like, some kind of a celebrity or whatever, but um, but when I started speaking, I just had basically, like, a, a private Facebook like everybody else did. I wasn't on Instagram. TikTok wasn't even around in 19, in 19. Oh my God, I'm really dating myself. In 2017, not 1917. Good Lord. Um, so yeah, I didn't have a big following. Um, so you can get started, obviously, without having any of those things, being known, having a following. But what you do need to do, and this goes back to that first point about you don't have to be good, is... You have to practice. You have to hone in your craft. You have to have pride in your work. So, I mean, I think part of that statement that bothers me is they make it sound like, oh, you don't even have to be good. Just get on stage and, you know, be horrible and you're going to get paid. Well, that's true. I mean, that people can suck at their craft and still get paid. But if you just don't care to do better, then you're not going to go very far in this industry. And people do talk. If you suck, they're not going to give you testimonials. And the other thing I think would be a good point is um, there's not just one way to do this business. You know, I, I see a lot of people like, 
um, talking about, oh, do it. this is the, the one way that you need to find and book speaking engagements. But I'm here to tell you, there's so many ways. There's not just one method, one system, and what works for one person may not work for the other. You know, I have a pretty simple email system that I teach, but I'm very careful to tell people, like, this isn't the only way. This is just what works for me. And <clears throat> I would encourage, you know, my clients to obviously try it my way, but they're going to have to tweak things and figure out, you know, using my system, but also like, what's going to work for you? You know, maybe you have a conversation with an event planner and you say, hey, you know, you hired me for this job. Can I ask you like what stood out and, you know, what, what helped make that final decision? And they're going to tell you, and then you can implement more of that. So you'll find your own way around this business. Um, <clears throat> I have found though that a lot of the, the speakers that I find to be, to teach ethically and, you know, we do share a very similar system of finding and booking. So there's definitely systems out there that work, but what I'm saying is it's not the only way, especially when it comes to finding some people will swear by Google and yes, Google is an incredible tool. Obviously you can find anything on Google, but there are other ways. So Google could be, can be time consuming. doesn't have to be. Obviously, if you know keywords, you know what you're looking for, you know your audience, you know like the demographic. Of, so you can put in like call for speakers, um, associations, uh, Wisconsin 2024. You can be very specific in what you're looking for and you will find, you know, opportunities. Now, once you find that, you know, you Google, like I just said, like, you know, associations, um, for a certain year, certain demographic, call for speakers, whatever. But then you have to click on the website. You have to look at that event. You have to see if you're a good fit. Don't just blindly apply to everything, you know? And, I, and I've and i seen that advice given, like, just apply for everything, you know? Something will, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. You can do that, but I just feel like if you don't have a point to your search and you don't know who's going to hire you, I mean, at first, maybe, but you know what your talk is. You know, you, you have to kind of decide your audience and who your talk will be beneficial for. So the whole throwing spaghetti at the wall idea, I just am not a fan of. Um, which brings me to other services, you know, like uh, my speaker leads, places that will provide leads for you weekly, monthly, or however that looks. Um, those are great. Um, I love it because they do that legwork for you. So they're going to... I don't know if they have how, how, how their systems work, where they, how they find them, but you know, it's going to probably start with Google or some kind of a, um, a LinkedIn thing, like a plugin or something. And maybe it's not a plugin. I don't know if I'm even using the right terminology because that is not like my niche. Um, but they have ways to find, you know, the, the speaking opportunities for you. And what's great and why I like these is because I can then go through the list. It's usually a very comprehensive list. It's usually gives you like the contact person, their email. It gives you the website for the event, the date, the time, like everything you could possibly need that you're, when you Google, you're, you're kind of searching and scouring their website for this information, right? And sometimes it's not really readily available. Some of those um, websites might only have like a, a generic contact form and you don't know who's gonna even get that. So when you go through some of these other services that I, that I actually do like, they tell you who to contact. You know, you have the email, you know who's in charge, and then you can take it from there. So I, I do like that a lot. 
um, and it saves me time and energy. But what I do with that list is I don't just apply blindly to everything on that list. I go through that list and I'm very careful about what I'm applying for. So I will, I go, I started industry and I look, cause I know which industries hire me, um, which ones I'm best suited for because of, you know, speaking. And maybe you don't know that maybe you're new and you're not really sure which industries, but once you start looking, you know, there's links there for the events. You're going to know if you're a good fit or not because of your, your topic. So I'm very, I'm a lot more cautious about what I apply to. I look at the date of the conference. I look at where it's being held. Is it somewhere that I want to travel to? Um, and then, you know, there's not, it's not always obvious on the website if they're paying for speakers or not, but something I like to do, and this is just kind of a, this is a tip. So if you're not sure if a conference pays for speakers, and this is not a surefire way either. This is something that I've learned to do. Just go to the prior year's website for that specific conference. So say you're looking at um, the, a conference in 2024, and maybe they just came off of their 2023 conference. What I would do is I would see if I could find that landing page. And because they're going to say who their presenters are, you know, if they're keynotes, breakouts, um, if they're bringing in celebrity speakers, like you're, you're going to see who they're bringing in. And then you can kind of, you know, go from there. So let's say they bring in somebody or they brought in someone this year um, that maybe I've never heard of. So it's not necessarily a, you know, a celebrity of any or anything, but it's somebody who looks professional. Um, I'm going to take their name and I'm going to do a Google search and I'm going to look for that person, but I'm going to look in a specific place. Well, actually two specific places. I'm going to try and find their, their website and I'm going to see what their expertise is, what their topic is, and learn a little bit about them. They might also have on their website places that they spoke in the past. And that will give you a little bit of a hint as to their experience. And maybe even a little hint as to what they might charge. The next thing I'm going to do is I am going to look for them on um, a platform that hosts speakers. So like Speaker Hub, eSpeakers, one of those places where there's a place where they can list their speaker fee range. And this can be a large range, right? <clears throat> Somebody might speak, for, you know, for um, $5,000 to $20,000. So it could be a huge range. But it gives you an idea of like even their starting point. And then what that tells me more about is the event's budget. Now, th there's always a if and or um, who knows option to this. So if you get to say eSpeakers, and you find this speaker, and their range is, say, 3500 to, we're going to say 10000 right? So that's a pretty big range. That does not mean that that person got paid for that speaking gig. And what I mean by that is, even though they charge, you know, say they average, you know, that 3500 to 10000 it doesn't mean that that specific conference paid them somewhere in that range. Because... Maybe this is a conference that's got their more of their ideal audience. Maybe the conference didn't have the budget and they negotiated for a lower rate in order to sell, say, books or programs in the back of the room. So it's still not a guarantee, but to me, it tells you what caliber of speaker that that conference is bringing in. So it could be a little bit of legwork, but it'll help you decide. Like when you're when you're pricing them and you know what you, you want to charge, it just kind of gives you that baseline of what to expect going in because obviously if that speaker you know that spoke last year <clears throat> gets that you know 3500 or 10,000 
they would have had to have a conversation um, with that organization. And also you can kind of tell by their topics. Um, there's lots of things you can go by. So I don't like comparison, obviously, but we have to kind of compare. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a necessary evil. Um, <clears throat> so that brings me to the next point is pricing. Okay. Newer speakers who have years of experience, and I want you to really think about this. You have a lot of knowledge just in the amount of time that you've been walking this earth. This earth. So while you're probably going to be teaching something, right, you're, you're bringing in your knowledge. Um, maybe, um, maybe you're speaking on mindset, communication, leadership, whatever the topic is. Most speakers, you know, as you're trying to bring in like tools and strategies, you're going to use personal stories of stories of people you know or clients or whatever that looks like to demonstrate your teaching points. And that comes from experience, living experience. And so <clears throat> I, I get sometimes people are like, well, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm building my website or my speaker profile. And I, you know, when I, I come to the experience part, you know, they're like, gosh, I just, I really haven't spoken on stages too much yet. Like, you know, maybe they spoke at a smaller like networking meeting or something, but they haven't. Sorry, I'm brushing my hair. If you hear something weird in the background here. Um, <clears throat> but they'll, they'll say, oh gosh, Wendy, I haven't really, I don't have a lot of experience. But here's the thing is, <clears throat> they're not looking for your experience necessarily on stage as they are looking for your experience and the knowledge that you have. I want you to think about that. They're looking for the knowledge of the experience that you have. And you can, you can improve your stage presence. So if you get up there, right, and, and this is the important thing of really knowing, knowing your topic and knowing what you're teaching and knowing it well, so that when you're on stage, that will come across, or it, hopefully it will, hopefully it should. Um, you should be able to convey that, you know, I really know my stuff. Um, and then your presentations, you know, you'll, you'll get better over time. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you have that in you that you, you just are striving to, to get better and be better at your craft. Um, but the, the experience comes from, not from the amount of time on stage, which yeah, it, some people can obviously can take that into consideration, you know, and you, you build your stage presence and all of that. But the knowledge you're bringing is the knowledge that you know, and you're, you know, how long you've basically walked on this earth. Because those are the stories and, and the experience that, that we're sharing. So, and I don't want to contradict my own point about saying, well, not everyone can be a, a motivational speaker or a public speaker. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a catch 22 in a way. Sure, anyone can get up on stage, but you don't want to suck. But if you have a lot of knowledge to share and, you know, give, then yeah, you, you could be a great speaker, but again, there is a stage presence, but the, and that can be built as long as you're willing to improve and take feedback, of course. But getting back to pricing, okay? So I wanna get back to the pricing aspect of this because most people will base um, their pricing on their experience on the stage and not their experience in what they're teaching. So there's, you know, there's a difference. So if you're gonna price your experience on stage, you know, you're going to see when you get to some of those websites like eSpeakers or um, Speaker Hub or like Gig Salad, those places where speakers are hanging out and have their profiles out there, 
um, you're going to see that difference in pricing. And it speaks volumes to event planners. So when you have time, what I want you to do is I want you to go to one of those speaker websites, you know, where so basically it's for event planners to go and like search for speakers. And so my favorite, and you're going to hear me talk about these a lot, is I really like eSpeakers um, and I like Hub, uh, Speaker Hub. Not because I've gotten speaking gigs from them, but because they have really good SEO. So if someone searches your name and maybe you don't have a really optimized uh, website, those sites are going to come up. So they're going to be able to find you. That's why I like those, those sites so much. Um, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go in and act like an event planner for an event that you would speak at. And I want you to search for a speaker that is identical to you. Somebody who speaks on basically your topic. So there's a search bar at the top and you can just simply put in transformational, um, leadership, motivational, inspirational. Um, for me, it's conflict resolution or complaining or communication. And then what I want you to do is I want you to put your hat of judgment on. And I know this sounds bad, but it's true. You have to be very judgy when you when you look at the profiles because that's what event planners are doing. They are looking for a speaker for their event and they are judging profiles. So what you have on there is important and what you don't have on there is important and your pricing is important. So you have to figure out where do you fit and I want you to compare. So as you go down the list of speakers that are you know speaking basically on the same in the same niche that you are kind of they're kind of your competition in a way right and you're going to see a wide range um, most of these will have a wide range of of how much they're charging from you could go from two hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred and fifty thousand okay and yes people do get do have <laughs> have get paid like that much to speak but that's celebrity range of course but here's what I want you to judge I want you to look at the profile and I want you to compare two of them. I want you to find one that's like the very low end. So maybe they're charging, you know, $500, $1,000, And I want you to compare that against somebody who is getting, who's, what well, their range is starting around like 2,500 to 7,500. And I want you to think about your initial reaction and what your thoughts are. So if you're judging those two speakers, what are your thoughts? So when I ask this question in my master classes and when I'm teaching this, everyone unanimously agrees, oh, well, the person that's charging less has less experience. But as we just talked about, do they have less experience or are they charging for the time that they've been on stages? And so somebody hiring, they want somebody who's good, right? And so they're going to look at the higher priced speaker unless, you know, depending on their budget, obviously. But there, there's a mindset that goes along with that. If, if they're looking for a serious speaker who knows their stuff and is really going to bring value, they are going to look at paying someone who values themselves. Again, it, it's a mindset and this is what we have to go by. So instead of thinking, you know, less is more, Oh, well, if I charge less, it'll be, you know, people will be like, oh, I can get her for only $500. But the truth is they're thinking, oh gosh, they're only charging $500 while that's in our budget. Ooh, are they really that good though? Do they really know? I mean, why are they charging so little? So again, there's a mindset in pricing. So you have to find that sweet spot. And again, most of these sites have like a pretty large range you can put in. So start somewhere. I mean, my personal opinion is, 
you should not be speaking for less than $1,500. I mean, as long as you've done, obviously. So when I say this, what I'm saying, and I need to clarify myself here, is $1,500, but this is once you've kind of spoken for free to like your local chambers, schools, um, you know, volunteer groups, whatever that looks like. Because you have to know how to like, you have to work on your stage presence and make sure you're good before you garner that higher wage. But again, this is kind of like that catch 22 again. You know, I mean, speaking for free where it makes sense. Um, maybe you speak for free and you ask for testimonials to your audience. Um, just to work on your stage presence, your material, shake the nerves, all of that stuff. So you have to have a level of um, how many, like basically practice um, speeches that you've done so that you can start charging now. So, I mean, you can start lower, but the cool thing about the speaking industry is there, there's no right or wrong way to price yourself. Like I just told you, like this is, that's my opinion on what event planners are seeing when it comes to pricing, because I host my own event. And so I do pay attention to those things and like what, what my thoughts are and my judgments and the people that I, that I coach. Um, but it doesn't mean it's 100% across the board. So this, this is the thing. So if anyone ever tells you this is exactly what you should be charging, I'm sorry, but that's BS. That is just BS because there's way too many factors that go into pricing yourself for a speaking gig. Um, the other things that have to come into play is how far are you going to travel? How much are tickets to, you know, plane tickets to something that's out of state? Do they cover your travel expenses separate from your fee? So there's a lot of things that go into play. And so... You know, maybe it's a place and, and ticket prices are not even across the board. If you pay, say, $600 for one place and you're thinking when you're pricing for another gig, you're like, oh, okay, it's going to probably run me around $600. So here's what I'm going to price. And then you find out that tickets to that place are like $1,200. You know, you're going to well underprice yourself um, or you're not going to get enough money to cover your travel. So there's lots of different ways to do this. And I don't think that there's one, one method that fits all. There's a lot of methods out there, but there's not one that fits all. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a guessing game in a lot of it, which is unfortunate, um, but it is what it is. So that means that there's a lot of room for um, interpretation, kind of making it up as you go, you know, and figuring it out for yourself, but then following the people who you really resonate with. So the next part is, is I've heard too, oh, well, you really need to have a book you can sell. You, you don't, because when I started out, I didn't have a book and I still don't use a book, not my own book. And I really haven't even used um, Will Bowen's, which I, I, need, I really do want to start doing, but um, you don't have to have a book. Sure, I mean, there again, this is a mindset thing that some people might say, oh wow, they have a book. So it makes you look more impressive, but you don't have to have one. Um, when I started getting booked to speak, I didn't have a book. And I don't think anyone really cared that I did. I'm, I'm hairspraying now if you hear some weird noises because I'm just doing my hair now. So, um, but I didn't have a book when I started. And you don't have to have a TEDx. And then uh, there's a misconception around TEDx as well, I think, is that, oh, if you do a TEDx, you're going to get booked more because of, and that's, and they're saying it's because you have a TEDx. Now, is there a mindset around having a TEDx as well? Yes, it says, but... For, okay, so having a TEDx says that, you know, you've spoken on this 
you know, branded stage, which is wonderful, of course. But does that mean you're a great speaker? And is your TEDx relevant to the topic that you're um, getting paid to speak about? So for me, my TEDx is not relevant about what I get paid to speak about because my speaking topic is complaint-free world, but my TEDx is on the kindness bucket brigade. So, <laughs> you know, I have the title like international TEDx speaker because people who know what, what a TEDx is, that holds a little bit of weight. But the thing with TEDx is you don't have to be a speaker to do one. You know, there's coaches and they help you with it, but you don't have to be a professional speaker to have a TEDx. And a TEDx is not there to help bolster your career. So interestingly, there's been a couple of times where I've been asked, what's a TEDx? By somebody hiring me to speak. So that tells you a little bit about how much weight the TEDx really holds. You know, I mean, the TEDx is supposed to be about, you know, ideas worth sharing. And that's what they want their platform to be about. It's not about boosting your career, getting you more paid speaking gigs. So it's just, it's a title. It's a title. And it holds weight for some people. And some people have no freaking clue what it is. So you don't need that. You don't need a book. You can literally get started with some basic training to know how, you know, unless you, you can figure it out on your own too. But you can do this without a following. Um, you can do this not, not being a celebrity. And you can get paid to speak. So that's my soapbox for today about kind of the secrets about the paid speaking arena. Um, obviously, I coach people and what I'm really, I get really excited like when my, my clients get their paid speaking gigs, either the first one or they get to raise their rates and they get paid for something higher or now they're traveling or getting, becoming international. So I recently had a client become an international paid speaker. That was freaking amazing and makes me so happy because there's nothing worse than to train somebody to do this teach them all the kind of all the ways that you do it to make it a little easier for themselves. And then they don't do anything with it. <laughs> it is so frustrating. But when I see my clients doing all the work, getting the gigs, getting paid, kind of up leveling their status by going international or raising their rates, like that's really freaking cool. And that's my favorite part of coaching is to see them having crazy success. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I will talk to you soon.